Willow Wind Farm, Betsy's Story, Chapter 8, Grandma's Missing Fingertip. Grandma, tell us again of how the tip of your finger got cut off, pleaded Betsy. She and her sisters were at Grandma and Grandpa's house, having dresses made for the new school year. Whenever they watched Grandma sew, they would notice again that the tip of her right pointing finger was not there. She didn't have a fingernail, just a stubby end. Grandma let them feel the tip. Sometimes she said that the missing tip hurt her even though it wasn't there. Betsy didn't understand how that could be. Come on, Grandma, tell us, she repeated. You don't want to hear about when I was a naughty little girl, protested Grandma. Yes, we do, chorused all the girls together. So Grandma started to tell them about the time when she was almost eight years old. Once I was home all alone with my brothers. Sister Sally, who is next oldest, was away helping Grandma and Grandpa. It was Saturday, and our mother and father had gone to Winona to take care of some business and to visit some relatives. My older brothers, John and Joe, were supposed to butcher some chickens for our dinner on Sunday. My job was to help pluck out the feathers. Those days we couldn't go to a store or supermarket and buy chickens all ready to eat. We had to do it ourselves. First, the chickens had to have their heads cut off. John and Joe knew how to do this quickly so the chickens wouldn't suffer. They did it with a sharp hatchet on the chopping block. I went out to watch him this time, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to. Joe went on to catch some chickens, and John and I waited by the chopping block. John sharpened the hatchet on the whetstone till it glistened in the sun. Then I did a very naughty thing. I put my finger on the chopping block, and I called out to John, Chop off the chicken's head! My brother John lifted the hatchet over my finger and pretended to bring it down on a chop. But I was fast and pulled my finger out in time. Then I did it again. Chop off the chicken's head. Once more, John pretended to bring down the hatchet, and I yanked my finger back off the block fast as I could. I don't know what got into me, but I just couldn't stop. Called out a third time. Chop off the chicken's head. John brought down the hatchet again, but somehow he must have lost his grip. Maybe he didn't know he was letting it come down so hard and fast. Pulled my finger away, but I wasn't fast enough. Chop! There was the tip of my pointing finger cut clean away. The blood started to flow out of my finger faster and faster. I didn't cry because I was too shocked and scared. John was so frightened he didn't know what to do either. Just then Joe came up with the chickens took one look and he ran to the house to get a dish towel. Wrapped it hard and tight round and round my finger until it made a huge ball. But the blood still seeped through with all that towel. So he took another towel, wrapped it tight around my arm. Then he hitched up a team of horses to the old buggy and drove me all the way to Galesville to the doctor. The doctor sewed up the tip of my finger and then he bandaged, bandaged it. All the while I didn't cry one bit. Guess I was too scared we got home, there were my folks waiting anxiously. I burst out crying. I cried and cried. Pa took a strap to the boys and he gave them all a whipping. I tried to tell them it was mostly my fault, but he said they should have known better. I didn't get a whipping, but I guess it was because I lost part of my finger and that was enough punishment. So you see how naughty I was, laughed Grandma as she squeezed Betsy who was sitting in her lap. But I paid for it and I grew up all the same, didn't I? Grandma let each of them have a last careful look and feel of her finger. Then she said she had to get to work. You aren't naughty girls like I was, are you? That's why I'm making you all these nice clothes. Grandma gave them each a hug before she went back to her sewing. Well, 
well, sometimes we're naughty or mean to each other. But not as bad as all that, said Betsy. Grandma had to laugh at that. Come on now, I have to get you measured again. You grow so fast I can't keep up with you. Grandma took out her measuring tapes and measured each of them from the neck to the waist and from the waist to the knees. She measured around their waists and around their chests. Finally, she put the tape along their shoulders <clears throat> and from their shoulders down to their wrists. All these measurements Grandma wrote down on a piece of paper below each of their names. Linda and Kathy were not there, so Grandma could not measure them. They bought their clothes with money they earned from babysitting, or they made them themselves. Every day that second week in September, Betsy and her sister stayed overnight at Grandma's house to try on their new dresses and jumpers and blouses. They would walk straight down 7th Street from school until they came to Grandma and Grandpa's house. If Grandpa was around, they always had to say their greeting in Polish, and he would answer them. Then they could have a snack, and afterward they tried on whatever Grandma had ready. Sometimes the clothes were full of pins, and they had to be careful not to get scratched. That part was no fun. But finally, each dress or jumper or blouse would get finished except for the hem. And it was great to put it on and see how fine they looked in Grandma's tall mirror. The last thing she would sew on each piece was the hem. Betsy loved coming to Grandma's house every day. That way, she got out of doing her after-school chores. Sometimes she ran errands for Grandma, like going to the store for more milk or to the bakery for fresh bread. Grandma used to make all of her bread, just like their mom. But lately, she said her arthritis bothered her when she kneaded the dough. So she bought bread from the bakery instead. Grandpa didn't like it as much, but he said he was getting used to it. After they had tried on their things and run the errands for Grandma, they could do whatever they wanted. Mona always helped Grandma cut out the cloth according to the patterns, getting it ready for the next day's sewing. Dorothy went to the library every day to get new books to read. She always stayed for a while in the library, reading, and then she brought some books back with her. Poem books, story books, or books with plays in them. Every night she read aloud to Julie and Betsy and Sarah before they went to sleep. In the morning, Betsy didn't have to get up as early as she did on the farm. She came downstairs, and there was Grandpa getting ready to shave himself. <coughs> Grandpa didn't work at a job around the farm. He was retired. But he liked to be doing something, so every day he went down to his workshop in the basement. There he cut, hammered, sawed, and sanded pieces of wood that he was shaping. Grandpa cut the wood in small squares or rectangles, slicing it in such a way you could see the nice patterns made by the grain of the wood. Then he lined up the pieces of wood in rows on a thick board and glued them carefully in place. Soon there was a whole board covered with little wood squares or rectangles in an interesting design. He sanded and polished and shined the wood until it gleamed like silk. After he put an edge all around and attached the legs, there was a table. Before he went down to the basement, Grandpa always shaved himself. He would take out his mug of shaving soap, brush it into a thick lather, and spread the lather on his face. Every morning he did this, and every morning Betsy watched him closely. She knew what was coming next. As soon as Grandpa had his face thick with shaving cream, he lunged quickly at one of the girls and grabbed her around the waist. Now I'm going to give you a kiss, he would say. The girls shrieked and yelled and tried to scoot out of his way as fast as they could, but he always managed to catch one of them. He'd rub his lathered cheek against the cheek of the one he had caught. How they each squealed and begged him not to do it. Alex, what are you trying to do? Grandma chided him. You're going to scare those girls so hard they'll wet their pants someday. 
The girls giggled all the harder when they heard that. Betsy said to herself each morning, This time I'm going to stay farther away from Grandpa while he's shaving so he can't catch me. But each time she found herself standing right next to her sisters, watching Grandpa with anticipation as he stroked on the rich lather. Twice that week he caught her and rubbed her cheek with the soggy foam. I like to watch him lather his face. And I like it when he scares us a little, thought Betsy, but I don't like it when he catches me.